gonna say, wave goodbye to the world and fly to heaven. Until then, until then, we're looking at Luke chapter number 24. Luke 24 is the basis of all of our justification in the eyes of God. He was delivered for our offenses, buried, and raised again for our justification, Romans 4.25. He was buried for our offenses and raised for them that would believe. Are y'all getting this? In Luke 24, it's happened. It's took place. Every, when he died, the graves was open. But when he got up, the saints stepped out. Wouldn't that have been something? Who, who's asking? My Lord, that's Moses walking down the street. Wouldn't that have been something? Hey, man. In Luke 24, everything has been shook up. Luke 24, the Bible said one verse, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Father, we pray, Lord, I pray you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, the simple thought that you've laid upon our heart, help me to be an encouragement. Help us, Lord, to just wallow around on that resurrection territory. Help us, Lord, to see the goody that's in these verses. I know, Lord, uh, it's a familiar subject. It's a familiar sermon. Uh, it's a familiar scripture, uh, but I pray the familiarity with the text uh, would not hinder us from getting fresh food from glory. Put the manna on the table and let us feast on the things of God. Help us now. I pray if I be a sinner lost, uh, you'll draw them in conviction to an altar where they'd repent and call on your name. I pray the day they'd tell you how sorry they are and ask you in their heart, walk away a Christian, a new creature. And Lord, for us that's saved, let us rejoice that we live on this side of Calvary, on this side of the resurrection. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. You can be seated. If the Lord would help us for a little while, I want to ask you four questions that we find in the text. These questions are answered in our text been preaching on some questions in the Bible. And uh, we live in a time that everybody's questioning everything. We got children questioning the authority of their parents. Don't make sense to me. We got people questioning the police. We got people questioning the Bible. They wanna search the internet and get about four or five people that don't even believe the Bible and say, well, that's why I don't believe the Bible. I'm glad the scripture, all scripture, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Hey man, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. He said to study the word, and then he told us to preach the word. I'm glad we have the word of God. Would y'all say amen right there? It's God's GPS. It's global, his godly positioning system. It tells you how to stay on track. And when you get off course, how to get it back on track. You turn, you turn, turn around. Amen. The Bible tells you that. And so in, 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 in Luke chapter number 24, I, I think we need to make sure we clarify who this crowd is. Look in Luke 24, verse number one, the text I read. The Bible says upon the first day of the week, that is Resurrection Sunday, that's why we have church on Sunday, very early in the morning, you ought to come early to the house of God, they 
came under the sepulcher. Then the Bible says, which they had prepared and certain others with them. Look in verse 10 in our text and the context of the scripture. And verse number 10, we find out that who was in that group. Well, it was Mary Magdalene. That ain't no wonder. When you've been forgiven much, you love much and show up early and stay late. She saw something that nobody, hey man. And then the Bible says Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, but watch this. And other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. I don't know who all it was. I don't know what the group was in Luke chapter number 24. He's given us an insight that Matthew and Mark didn't really give. It's not just Mary Magdalene. It's not just Joanna. It's not just Mary according to him. There's other people with it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to be in the other crowd. Amen. I'm, I'm glad to be in the crowd that showed up one day in faith and trusted Christ for what he did at Calvary. I'm glad I'm in that other crowd. Amen. That showed up one day at the head, man, at the empty tomb. And I believe and the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. So uh, let's look at the text. They had some questions when they showed up at the place. They came, uh, they didn't want to unwrap his body. They're going to take spices and anoint his head and anoint his feet. Uh, they're going to do their part. They didn't get to do it. They're going to get to do their part now. Notice what the book says. The Bible says in verses one, I read verse one. Look at verse number two. And the Bible says when they got to the sepulcher, they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. The first question, I feel like the angels are asking them. They're gonna ask them that in just a minute. I want the first question that we ought to ask ourselves is what are we looking for? They're coming in there with spices looking for a dead body. I wonder how many times folks live out in this world. I want to ask them the question, hey, you're looking for the wrong things. Well, what are you looking for? Well, what are you looking for? You're looking for a, a good career. That's not what you need to be looking for. You need to look for the living Christ. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for comfort out in the world. Hey, you can't find it with a dead body. Hey, but hey, you know what the body represents? It represents the church. He's the head and we're the body. And every one of us that's saved and baptized by one spirit into the same body. We're not all head, we're not all neck, we're not all fingers, but every single one of us are important to the body. You say, my thumb ain't that important. Try to buckle them pants without it. Amen. You say, my big toe ain't that important. I can cut it off. You can't even stand straight without that big toe. I mean, it helps you stand. When they used to defeat armies in the Bible, you know what they do? When they overtook a crowd, they take all the valiant men, all the fighting men, they cut off the right toe and the right thumb. With the right, with the right thumb cut off, you can't hold a sword. And with the right toe cut off, you can't stand in battle. Hey, every member of the body of believers uh, is vitally important. They came in there, they did come looking for a body. Well, what are you looking for? I wonder what people are looking for in the church. I, I think it ought to be something I can give something to. I, they were gonna give something to the body. I, they were gonna add something to the body. I, they didn't wanna cause a stink on the body. They wanted to come, hey man, I feel like preaching today. I, they wanted to bring something to spice it up. They wanted to bring something to sweeten it up. Oh, thank God for us just showing up where the body 
of the Lord is. And the church is the body, amen. But then I think to myself, when we look for this place, when they're looking for this, I wonder what people are looking for. Are they looking for prosperity? Are they looking to please the crowd? I wonder if they're looking for a position in the church. Maybe they're looking to somehow get power. Oh, what we need to look for is a risen Christ. And man, we look for the body to add to and be a blessing to. But number two, look in verse number four. Look at verse number four. The Bible said, and it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. <laughs> hey, man, if you'll show up where they believe in the resurrection. <laughs> Amen. If you'll show up where the Lord's at and where he's been, how can I just say you'll see things out of this world? Amen. I thought about when Brother Ken was running laps. Hey man, I didn't even look. I was looking at my text, Brother Ken, you was about done with your second lap and I felt convicted. At the rule at Landrum Independent Baptist Church is nobody has to run by their self. That ought to be a rule. If it ain't a rule, but it's a rule. Amen. Thank God for folks. Hey man, you say, preacher, well, I don't know. I didn't feel like running. You're just running because one of your brothers is running. When Jesus sent them, they sent them out two by twos. Amen. Amen. God help us. I got to thinking, man, you wouldn't see that in Lions Club meeting. You wouldn't see it down there at the Masonic Lodge. You wouldn't see that over, amen. Oh, but thank God when you come to church, you'll see some things. In Mark chapter number two, it was noise the brawl that Jesus was in the house and the Bible said they couldn't get them them four of a kind. Y'all remember when I preached on that, don't you? Them men with like-minded four went and got one man that couldn't bring himself to Jesus. That's what we ought to do to sinners. Amen, we ought to got two and three and four and go grab some sinners and bring them into the Lord. They're dead in their sins. They're dead in their trespasses. They're immobilized. They're impotent. They're crippled on their feet. They're blind. They can't see the truth. They live in darkness. Man, that's the day when the house was full. Amen, full of people. And there's four people believed alike. That's, amen, for you that know poker, you ought to shout right here, four of a kind always be the full house. Amen. Amen, it happened right then. And you know what they got to see? They got to see folks so eager to see the Lord that all of a sudden they seen the shingles getting ripped off and the ceiling got ripped off and they let a man down and the man paralyzed walked out of there. You never know what you're going to see down at the house of God. I, I get to thinking about that lady I preached on. The Bible said she was crippled up. Hey man, when you go to church, it'll straighten you up. Say amen. Oh, you never know what you're going to see down at the house of God. You might see somebody in their sin and they're dead and they get raised to walk in unison life. Oh, hallelujah. Where, where are you looking? I don't look for see these things over somewhere else. I look to see them down at the house of God. I'm not looking in a career. I'm not looking in some accomplishment out in the world. Hey, man, I'm not looking. Hey, I'm not looking for flirty women. You'll not be looking for flirty men. Hey, and by the way, I ain't never looked for flirty men when I was lost. Say amen. Hey, man. Hey, man, I don't go out here in this, in this world uh, and try to find something spectacular. Oh, but thank God. Hey, man, where you're looking at, uh, you ought to be looking at the church house uh, where the body's at. Amen. Amen. What are you looking for? He's looking for a body, but he was alive. Where are you looking? Then look in verse number six. Look at verse number six. 
And matter of fact, let, let me just pause. Go back in verse five. And when they, watch this. And as they were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth and they said unto them, why seek ye living among the dead? Hey, I just wonder, what are you remembering? Where are you looking? What are you looking for? And what are you remembering? Think about what I said. And verse, verse number six, he says, he is not here. The angels are talking to the ladies, but he is, he is risen. Watch verse six. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinful men, be crucified the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. I wonder what we remember. I wonder where we're looking. I wonder, hey man, I wonder what we're looking for. Oh, listen to me today. Sad day when children only remember the bad things about their childhood and don't remember the good things about childhood. Hey, listen, he said they remembered. Oh, they remembered the bad thing that sinful men and the hatred of men was gonna cause a sinless savior to die at Calvary and they should have cried, turn him loose but instead they cry crucify him, crucify him. He'd never done nothing to anybody. Everything he ever did was good. He never owned a house. He never owned a, he never owned a place. He said the birds has got nests and the foxes has got dens. But the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. He owned it all, yet owned nothing. Oh, listen to me today. Everything he ever did, he did borrow it. He borrowed a boat. Hey man, he borrowed a cross and he borrowed a grave. But thank God for what he did buy. He bought you and me. Say amen. Oh, the only thing he ever bought was us. Hey, what do you remember? You know what we need to remember? We need to remember the good times. Remember coming to church and the body and sinners getting saved and saints running the aisles. Oh, preacher, I just don't want to go to church. I got hurt in church. Well, what about all the help you got in church? Somebody say, I feel like we need to change gears right there, Brother Jared. Oh, yes. I remember always oh, saying, well, preacher, you don't know what so-and-so did. I mean, they claim to be a Christian and a church member. Why don't you remember the good people? Amen. I remember old Curtis Barber came in one day and he saw a star fall out of the sky and he woke his wife up in the middle of the night. He said, baby, I just seen something that I hadn't seen. I seen a star fall. And she said, well, that ain't nothing big. Why'd you wait? me up for that. Look at all the ones still sticking there shining. Amen. I know preachers have failed and churches have quit. Folks have compromised. But don't get so caught up with all that stuff. They still a remnant of folks who believe that's King James Bible and still believe in old time worship. Hey, old fashioned worship. It's not a thing of the past. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Somebody help me. He's still saving sinners and still drawing saints. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. You know what we need to do? When you remember all the blessings in your life, remember the good things in your life, don't focus on what you think you've missed out on. You say, preacher, I, I got to say, when I was young, I missed out on a lot. You sure did. You missed out on being a dopehead and a drunkard and getting some kind of sexually transmitted disease. Y'all hear me today? You kept yourself pure. Hey man, oh yes. You missed out on a whole bunch of stuff that would have took you to hell. Oh, but thank God for, hey, I missed out on hell and I'm going to heaven, amen. 
Hallelujah. Missed out on your marriage being a wreck. Missed out on your family being tore apart. Missed out on you. Amen. Thank God for what we've missed out on. We ain't missed out on anything that was worth having. Amen. The steps of a good man ordered by the Lord. He delighteth his way. Though he falls, shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth them with his hand. Ain't you glad he will not withhold any good thing from you? Hey Amen. All the things that you desire, God's gonna pour on your life. If it lines up with his will, hey amen, for your life, God's gonna bless you with it. Hey amen. Man, I get to thinking about, oh, hey amen, that message preached last week. The other week on Job, uh, he didn't have a Bible. Hey, man, didn't have a church, didn't have a pastor, didn't have nothing. He still worshiped God. He didn't have no real friends. Hey, man, he didn't have a supported wife at one point. Hey, man, but he still worshiped God. You know what's wrong with us? All we thinking on is a negative. All we focusing on is a negative. Hey, man, ain't you glad God don't focus on the negative that you've done? Hey, man, thank God for him being so good to us. Hey, man, what are you looking for? Where are you looking at? What are you remembering? Help us to remember things that are good. The Bible says, think on the Lord. The Bible, hey, hey man, the Bible always is interested in what we're thinking. The Bible said, think on things that are just, on honest and pure. Think on good things. Hey, man, God help us to think on the blessings of life and not the burdens of life. But then number four, look at verse number nine. Look at verse nine. And the Bible says, after they remembered his words, watch what happened in verse nine. And they returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the 11. Remember that 12th one was a devil. And to all the rest, I don't know who else they told it to. I think they told it to the other that made up the 120 that was in that upper room. And it was, who was it? Well, the Bible says, we need to go ahead and say who told it. Here's who told it, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James. Hey man, the other women, other women, the other women that were with them, which told these things on the apostles. Let me just pause right here and say, ain't it sad that we've got one, hey man, ain't it sad that there ain't a man in the group that's going to tell somebody, thank God for you women in here that'll hold the line. Hey man, when the, hey man, when the men ought to be the spiritual leader of the church and the men ought to be the spiritual leader of the home, thank God for some godly women how to hold the line and pray and see God's face and tell what needs to be told. Amen. We'll seek the body. Amen. Seek to bless the body. Notice what the book says. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says he told the disciples or the apostles, verse 11, and their words, what's this? Their words, Mary, Joanna, Mary, mother of James and all the other ladies that were with them, when they told the apostles, look at verse 11, look at the reaction. And their words seemed to them as idle tales and they believed them not. They said, you're telling a lie. You're telling a fable. You, hey, y'all, y'all need to start telling the truth. Look at verse number 12. Something got to working on him, oh. Hey, man. Then Bible said in verse number 12, then arose Peter and ran out of the sepulcher and stooping down, he, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. 
Oh my, you might be remembering the wrong things and you might be telling the wrong things. What are you looking for? Where are you looking? What are you remembering? But number four, what are you telling? You know what them women told? They told the fact that he's alive, that he's risen. Now you say, preacher, that ain't that important. Well, let's see what Paul said about it. Amen. He is the apostle to the Gentiles. Let's see how important he thinks the resurrection is. Here's what he said to that church over there in Corinth. Here's what he, here's what he said. Amen. In 1 Corinthians, y'all turn over there with me. In 1 Corinthians in chapter number 15. What a blessed place. 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. Here's what he says. In verse number 12. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 15. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain, yea. And verse 15, we have found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Verse 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sin. Verse 20, he cleared it up. But now it's Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, and afterward they that are Christ at his coming. You see, preacher, the resurrection, telling the resurrection, preaching the resurrection, being the witness of the resurrected life. Oh, that's not that important. It was for the ladies. It was for Mary Magdalene. It was for Mary the mother of James. It was for Joanna. It was for that other crowd. And some of that crowd didn't believe it at first. Amen, but they kept telling it. I say, hallelujah. Amen, what are you telling? I'll tell you what you ought to be telling. You ought to be telling people about the fact that he did die, but then he was buried, but he got up the third day. He said, Alive. We serve a risen Savior. He's not dead. He's not in a tomb. You won't find his bones. I say glory to God. Hey Amen. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, death could not hold him. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, the stone was thrown away. Ain't you glad he's alive? I preach today because he's alive. We have faith today because he's alive. There's hope for sinners today because he's alive. They found out. They were looking for the wrong thing. They found out he wasn't at that place. But if, amen, when they found out the truth, they had a story to tell. Hey, church, thank God. He's alive. He's alive. Confucius is not alive. Buddha's not alive. Muhammad's not alive. Oh, but Jesus is alive. He's the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other hope but him. Are y'all with me today? You said, preacher, why do you tell it? Well, Let's see what Paul told church at Rome. In, in Romans chapter number 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God allowed him to be crucified, that's not what he says. He says the prior, the faith that they need to have is not just that he died in their place. 
He was their propitiation. He was their substitute. He died, amen. His body was given, but his soul was given as an offering for sin. Judgment had to fall cause the law was broke. Justice had to be satisfied. And Jesus said, amen, God don't sidestep the truth. He don't put his holiness on check so he can dispense mercy. Holiness demands justice. And Jesus said, I'll suffer your hell. I'll suffer your wrath. I'll pay your sin debt so you can go free. Oh, what kind of man would reach down his hand and do this for me? I'm worthy to live and not fit to kill, but to man on the cross put me in his will. I say glory be to God. You know what the Bible says? Here's what he says in Romans chapter number 10. Watch this. He said that thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. You know why they're telling the message of the resurrection? Because there was hope beyond the grave. You know why they was telling the message of the resurrection? Because their Savior was not dead. He was indeed the Christ. He was indeed the Son of God and God the Son. You know what we need to tell, church? Hey, man, we need to go around telling everybody, he's up, he's out, he's alive. I was studying over our brother Jared. I was thinking about preaching this message over in Luke chapter 22 this morning. Over in verse 60 through 61, I preached that message on the preaching chicken or the faithful fowl. He know what the chicken, you know what a rooster does every morning? Hey, man, he rises early and goes about his God-given task, whether anybody else does or not. He does that without work or praise from somebody else. He wakes up people who's sleeping and he knows he spreads the good news. You know what good news he tells? Every morning when he crows, you know what he does? The sun is up, the sun is up, the sun is up. Wake up, the sun is up. Church, thank God. That makes me want to go, I'm glad he's up. The sun is up, amen. That's what they're telling them. The sun is up. The sun is up. Well, I don't know if I believe it. That didn't hinder them. They kept telling it. The sun is up until Peter took off running and John took off running. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. I'm glad he's up today, church. So I want to ask you four things. I want to ask you four things as I close. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Looking for prosperity, looking for power. Looking for position. Where are you looking at? Are you looking in a career? Looking in comfort the world can provide? Are you looking for hope just to add something to that body? To be a part of what's already happened with the body? What are you remembering? If you only focus on the bad, you'll miss out on all the blessings. And sometimes... God has to let bad things happen in your life so you don't worship the blessing more than the blesser. They come out of Egypt as slaves, but they spoiled Egypt. And then Jews came out with gold. You know what they did? Instead of using it to serve God like they were going to do when they built the tabernacle, the ark, hey man, all the furniture pieces and all the candelabra and everything that they were going... God let them have that gold for to serve him with. Instead, you know what they did? First chance they get when their leader's absent, the first chance they get, 
cats away and a mouse play. That's what they did. They made a golden calf out of it. And they worshiped the blessing more than the blesser. See here, Christians live by faith. Faith is not getting from God what you want. Faith is taking God for his word. Whether you get it or not. You should shout on faith that what you prayed for is coming down the road. Somebody say amen. I mean, you ought to shout in your brokenness about the blessing that's coming down the road. God don't change, and he took Job's mess, amen, to double up on all of his blessings. Amen, somebody help me. What are you, where are you looking at? What do you remember? What are you focusing on? And lastly, what are you telling? Are you telling about your promotion? Are you telling about the successes of life? Are you telling about how much money you got? Are you telling about all the things you've got in this world? Very, very careful. God may have to take all that stuff away so you'll tell the true story, the one that impacts people for eternity. What are you telling? Let's all stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. How do you answer these four questions? What are you looking for? Where are you looking? What are you remembering? And what are you telling? God help us to be telling the truth. What the rooster does every morning.